Uh, nothing like starting your morning 0 for 3. I stepped up the bat, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to start my day right. I, uh, was spent the night at my parents' house, not that anyone gives a fuck, but I got my spot over there where I get my free shit, quote unquote. I should probably stop talking about where I get free shit, because you know why? They may get in trouble, and they may have to stop giving me free shit. I was like, you know what, I'm going to go there, start my day free. You know, free as a bird with extra ice, please. But the fucking assholes, on a a Sunday morning inside of a Dunkin's, not great. But I walk in there, and it's just a clusterfuck of people who don't know how to form a line. Stop getting items in bulk at a place where they are not equipped to give you certain items in bulk. But, so I was like, fuck it. Went to the drive-thru, and I was like, maybe I'll still get my connection. They were not in the mood. Went to the window. Uh, weeply pull out my credit card. And then she swiped it. Uh, more like chipped it. Because, you know, I'm single as a Pringle. Even though... Never understood that saying because how are you single as a Pringle when you can't buy Pringles in singles? You can't buy singular chip. You can't even buy them in singular bags. They always come in these cans. And you know what's in these cans? A lot of fucking Pringles. Overpriced at that. But anyways, um, pizza, pizza. And segues like, all right, 0 for 1. I had three things on my to-do list. Number two, go pick up the tax refund. Well, go pick up a W-2 so I can finally do it. So guess what I do? I go back to the old job. Always a weird thing. When you walk in, you don't know what to expect. You expect like, oh my God, it's Clint. Oh my God. Or it's your band. And I got the first one. Not really, but... You know, it was always nice to get a compliment from the ladies. Like, wow, you look like you, you look thin. And I'm like, yeah. And you look like a thin mint for my Girl Scout. Okay. And I've been scouting you, girl. And let me eat your cookie. Okay. There's a Samoan where that came from. Okay. I'll just uh, tag along to the next thing. But guess what? I got my W-2. Cool. Bounce out of there. One for two. I was like, you know what? Now for the big finale. I'm going to drive all the way 40 minutes away. Because I am going to get this mic stand fixed. I'm going to figure out what the fuck is wrong with it. So I can finally have these guests I've been promising you guys. So I went there. I even brought my shit in the trunk, just in case. Just in case, they're like, hey, pop the trunk. We'll put it together for you. Uh, but guess what? Because I got strongly recommended to Micro Center. Never been there. Always heard about it from one individual who's basically like a walking sponsor. He might as well be one of those fucking Ubers with the advertisement that says, go to Micro Center. You get there, and it's basically an upscale big lots of electronics. They actually have a pretty cool section. A lot of shit. But, so I go in there, the displays are amazing. Not fancy, but there's a lot of adapters, audio mix, like, wow, this is basically like all the shit that I don't know, it's right here and simplified. But you know what they didn't have a lot of, and it was a sign like, oh shit, I feel like I'm going to have trouble again. They didn't have a lot of mic stands in stock, which I wasn't there to buy a mic stand. But if you don't have mic stands in stock, the employees are never going to really be asked questions about mic stands because they're going to go to default and say, hey, sorry, we don't have any. And they're like, all right, I'll just go online and buy it like me. And then you get fucked in the ass, but it's cool. Anyways, um, so I go in there. An employee comes up to me, kind of looks like a Zach Wild, and he, uh, and then I enter into my darkest day. Ah, Jesus. Um, except I don't feel like this guy has had any porn stars dancing around him in a while. Or ever. But, not the point here. Not here the insult. 
So I was like, hey, he came up to me like, hey, you know what? What do you need? Anything I can help you with? I say, you know what you can? I explain them the situation. Hey, my mic's stand, having trouble putting together, blah, 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 fast forward. And this man says, you know what? Let me look up and see. He's like, is this the setup? I was like, yes, this is the full exact thing. I was like, okay, he's pulling up the full exact item that I bought. So maybe he could break down what I'm missing. I was like, you know what? Finally, the boy's getting some help. And he's like, okay, so you trying to buy it today? And I'm like, well, no, I already bought the thing. I'm trying to figure out, is there a part missing or am I a fucking idiot? One reference says, I'm missing something. So do you think I'm missing something or am I a fucking idiot? And I explained to him, hey, you know, this thing is not boom, boom, boom. And he's like... Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe a part's missing. I was like, well, can you look up some individual parts? I look at a, I look at electronics like a car. You know what? You don't need to buy a whole new car every time a small little problem or a medium problem or a big problem. If it's reasonable to fix it, where if you're not going to spend enough money, if you could spend enough money where it would actually not be cheaper to buy another car, then let's just get the part fixed. I swallowed the 10 buck part. Cool. He said, oh, well, they don't really sell these in parts. You kind of just have to buy the whole thing. And I first said bullshit because when I looked at videos to buy this shit, it literally said, hey, you have two options. You can buy it all in one fucking set or you can buy all the fucking parts separate. Whatever works for you. If you want it custom made and all this shit, it's basically like a salvage yard or like a junkyard. I can just look for the specific part I need. You know what? If I just need to put in a brand smart internal radio in my 2002 expedition, you know what? I could probably just go to a junkyard and find some for a decent price. You know what you don't have to do? Buy a whole new fucking Jeep. So that was kind of my mindset. But boy, was I wrong. And it shows my inept in all this shit. Maybe it's a sign from guy like, hey, Clint, I appreciate the effort. You're just not built for this. You're not cut out for this. When I cut you out of these tangrams, when I cut you out, you were not cut from this sleeve. All right? And now you should sleeve. Okay. And then I pulled my up and said, you know what? Fuck it. Anyways. So I was like, hey, man. Do you, would you have any idea? You kind of work at a electronic spot. I assume you know cameras. Cool. You know what cameras go on? The shit I'm asking you about. I know I'm not the only person in this busy ass fucking place with 18 employees. I know I'm not the only person today that's going to ask about a mic stand. All right. So get up on your knowledge as someone who has none of it. You know, it's like the old adage, like when you go to AutoZone and you'd be surprised like how much typically people AutoZone don't know, how much they really don't get paid, by the way. It's just kind of weird that if I work at AutoZone and I'm literally going to be in charge of fixing hundreds and thousands of dollars of knowledge that I'm about to give you and they're like, 9.50 an hour, 10 bucks if you've been here for six months. Hey, you know what? Hey, can you jump my car? It's like, sure, for 10 bucks an hour. I may fry it. I may do it right. I may blow up your whole fucking system. And you have a $3,000 charge. And imagine you having a $3,000 charge because the guy who's getting paid 10.25 auto zones. Like, oops, sorry. Kind of jumped the wrong plus and minus. And plus... I'm a minus in my life. Okay. Anyways, I don't expect the world. I don't even expect that you know the ins and outs of how your business works. But, like this podcast, I admit when I don't know shit. Just tell me you don't give a shit to know about what I'm asking. 
Then the audacity later on as I'm looking around actually trying to find some cool shit. Another guy's like, is there anything I can help you with? And I'm like, you know what? This guy's inviting. He has a little bit more of an inviting presence. You know, maybe, you know, sometimes you ever ask two people at the same location at the same place about the same question that you're looking for and get two completely different ways of going about it. And I felt like the second guy, I felt like he's got my back. I felt like, you know what? Even if he doesn't know, he's going to go through hell and back. He's going to be one of those employees that he honestly, his job doesn't deserve him type of thing. Like this guy deserves to be the greatest customer representative of all time. He deserves a Hall of Fame award. But as I look at him and I'm telling the same situation, I even pull up because I was looking through my phone to pull up whatever shit. I was like, hey, man, look at this. And he looks, he's like, yeah, I don't know. And I look at him, he's like, and he just walks off without even saying, sorry, sorry, couldn't help you. He just starts walking off like, man, okay. And then he turns around like after five steps and he's like, oh, anything else? And I was like, well, even if I did, no, fuck you. Um, so I walked out of there and I spent money on shit that I didn't really need. But hey, I got some cool lights coming in the future. So one for three today. In baseball, that's great. But when it takes four and a half hours of your time, kind of sleepy, didn't brush your teeth, a little bitter. And you know what? Welcome to episode 135 of the Off and Beat Podcast. I think it's 135. Whatever. It don't fucking matter. I don't give a fuck about the episode numbers. Uh, I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Follow the pod on all apps. Like, comment, subscribe, and suck some titties. And it is 4.09 p.m. I know. A little change of pace. Courting one before the J-O-B. The uh, giant over... I'm a fucking idiot. That's a G. Alright, let me change it up. The J-O-B. The Jiggly Over Booty Pod. Uh, Recording this April 10th, 2022. And, uh... Yeah. Not a... Bad breath, though. And I've been tasting this bad breath, so I haven't brushed it. So you guys are smelling it through the phone. Maybe that's why she won't kiss me through the phone. Um... (laughs) Uh... That's why I leave voicemails, you know, low aftertaste, a lot of aftertaste. Um, but yeah, how do you know, you know, they always say like, you don't know when you have bad breath. Like they say, if you know you have bad breath, it is really bad. But there's a lot of people that think like, yeah, my breath is normal. And it's not. I don't know if I'm one of those people. I've never been told I have bad breath. I've always been told, eh, nice, uh, nice aqua fresh scope you got going on, Clint. And I'm like, yeah, there's more where that came from. Your vagina. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't eat that stuff because I'm a child of God, virgin to life and eternal. Um, but yeah, uh, it's by the way. Well, I don't know if shout-out's the correct term, but rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins for walking across interstates. And, you know, what's weird is that Adam Schefter, he got in a lot of trouble, and people are pointing out something that technically it's not incorrect information, but I get it, like, the timing isn't great. Like, it's like when someone dies, you don't bring up, you know, pitfalls in their career, downfalls, because it's honestly like, who cares? When someone dies, they don't even have the opportunity to fail or succeed anymore. So I kind of get the point of people getting mad and saying it's lame and it's wrong and all this shit. At the same time, I also don't think it's that big of a deal to focus on that and make something something it wasn't. But it is weird, like, when you read it, like... Uh, he was struggling to catch on the teams, blah, 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 as he was, then he got hit by a dump truck. It's like, Jesus. Um, 
you know, it's just a, I I guess it's just a weird thing to me where people always seem to want to focus. Something's only as gets attention as much attention you give to it. But at the same time, he is the biggest newsbreaker in NFL, like across all media networks. Adam Schefter is the guy for breaking shit. It is weird how, how come, I understand he's the number one newsbreaker and all this. How come when someone dies, how come the first people that get that news is a guy who typically reports on trades or rumors or this stuff going behind the scenes in this organization, hiding ticket revenue. Um, Typically, that's the stuff they get, like, why is the first confirmation to them? Because it's not like he was outside the interstate, watched that happen live, and then reported it hours later. It's like someone from across the country had to get all the information to Schefter before all the other people that were a lot closer and intact with this situation could have revealed it publicly. But Adam Schefter is the one that has to confirm everything for some reason. That part's always been weird to me. But moving past that. You know, people did the same stuff with Kobe. People brought up his past uh, with the uh, the hotel incidents. The potential rape kit incidents and people were bitching about when people would bring that up and I don't think it should be brought up but based off especially the way he died as well but at the same time like this is why people say you're a summation of your life whether it's right or wrong like that's what people are gonna it's always gonna be people that point out the worst things you've done or the parts that at least aren't the most flattering about yourself. And there's going to be people that just don't want to acknowledge all that and don't want to act like that exists. I don't think when you die is the time and place to bring all the bad stuff or the worst stuff. Um, but there's going to be people that do it. All right. And you can't control this. Not, not, not Dwayne Haskins or Adam Sh- or, uh, Kobe situation, of course, but not every person that dies on this earth should be, doesn't necessarily have to be given the greatest grace. Dwayne Haskin deserves grace because whatever professional struggles, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of life. Um, He didn't cause harm to no one. Like, he just lived his life and some people thought he was immature and blah, 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 which at the end doesn't really matter. But I think there's a difference between young immaturity, someone who's 24, than someone who makes a really life-affecting others hurtful type of shit. Um, You know, maybe not the day of, but it's always going to factor in your resume. That's why people say stuff sticks with you. For better or worse. Um, I just don't, you know, I, I don't know. The situation is weird by itself. Because regardless of what you think, we don't know why he was walking on the interstate. Why he's walking across traffic late at night. Because it was like late, early, it was like late night, very early, early morning. So it's really dark outside. And, you know, that time of night, cars are just flying on interstates. Like, no one's really, I mean, people aren't really paying attention. You're probably going to have some drunk people on Saturday. Like, you're going to have people that are in different states of mind not really paying attention. Things like he pulled over and then, for whatever reason... Start walking across the interstate. I don't want to speculate on why. Because it's going to be really hard to speculate why. Uh, Me personally, 
I don't I don't think he just like got out of his car and then a truck just hit him. Um the way they they're like he was walking across traffic, walking across interstate. I'm not saying he was suicidal or nothing like that cuz I don't think it's the time and place for that. And even if he was, it doesn't really matter cuz the result is the result. Um But just in general, I, I don't I'm not a believer in you gotta always respect when someone dies, you just gotta play the same basic my condolences role. Cause not Dwayne Hastings case, but there are a lot of bad people that don't deserve our condolences. Uh, I don't think when Epstein dies, all the well, he did die. <laughs> people are so focused on how he died, but no one was saying condolences to him. You know why? Because he did a lot of bad shit. Children, children, and a lot of children. And affected those children and hundreds and thousands of kids that went through there and got fucked up mentally trauma and shit and had to deal with that the rest of their lives. That person deserved my condolences. Um but people always say no matter like I remember I, I saw a comment that said no matter who it is or what it is, regardless of what your personal feelings, you don't like you do you always just respect the dead and send your condolences. I'm like, not necessarily. Uh, not in this case, of course, but just in general, when you're talking about really bad people in society, you're not going to get it from me. And not that you should give a fuck if I send mine, but this default that everyone deserves the same treatment when you die, that's bullshit because we don't even give anyone, the, we don't give everyone the same treatment when they're alive. And it's like, well, when someone dies, that's the one thing that we will all come to a means one day. It's like, okay, but when people are alive, we were all on the same earth. We all were on the same page. Some people had different advantages and disadvantages. And you can say, well, when someone dies, there's no advantages. Like, well, if you have a lot of money, it's easier to pay for funerals. Life insurance plans and all that shit. Like, not that death is about money, because no amount of money is gonna bring that feeling back. But let's not let's not say when you're alive, money is everything, but then when you're dead, money is nothing. Cause people that die cost a lot of money. You know, there's a lot of people that aren't even able to actually have a proper funeral. Aren't even able to afford a casket. Or they take a crazy amount of loans out. Go into debt for 10 years just to bury their kids. Or just to bury a loved one. Because that person deserves to have a service. Where people get to celebrate and commemorate. Yeah. And... There's a lot of people that are going a lot of debt for that shit. We don't talk about that enough. People will take out loans. People will go in crazy debt to do that stuff. And when they were alive, a lot of people weren't really checking up on them. They weren't really doing this, doing that. But then when they're dead, they want to act like they did their part. They filled a quota. By doing their condolences. And I guess it's kind of like if you want to transition to a less serious thing. And I think I talked about a lot this the previous pod. But I really think it kind of connects in this situation. When someone you feel like only hits you up to fill a quota. But they don't really actually want to discuss things. Or talk with you about anything of, gen- of substance. Or just have an idea of something they want to talk to you about. Or... At least be interesting. They just do the basic fill in the blank, fill in the blank. Oh, that's cool. Oh, sweet. That's nice. Wow, that's great to hear. You know, the same things that you could say after literally anything someone says. And technically, it could probably apply. There's no specificness to it. It's just, hey, 
I did my part and checked up on you, but you never checked up on me. It's like, you didn't check up on me. You could have sent that same text to 12 different people in your contacts and got essentially the same generic response. Genericness has no lasting impact. But people think if they just do the bare minimum, all of a sudden they want social credit. They want to say, well, I did my part. It's like you didn't do your part when you were in contact with that person for the past four years. Like if we were in contact for four years and I were to die, don't show up to my funeral. Because if we were in contact for four years, regardless if we ended on any type of terms or whether we just don't have much to talk about. Or we just lost each other's phone numbers. There's probably a reason I didn't seek out your phone number. There's probably a reason you didn't seek out mine. There's probably a reason why you were comfortable for that amount of time without actually engaging in something with someone. And everyone wants to get hypersensitive when someone dies, when the end result happens. But there but that's probably when you should be probably like, I don't want to say very insensitive, but it should be when there's more of an ease. When you're obviously when you're not like close to family, when it's just someone you know from afar or a celebrity type of thing. Or just someone that you you know or just someone you know and someone close to them dies like it should be some type of middle ground. In the same way in real life, you if you weren't even partially active or sensitive during their time alive, just showing up to a funeral, just saying, hey, I'm sorry for your loss, does literally absolutely fucking nothing. And honestly, it would piss me off more if someone close to me died and then people just out of the woodworks just wanted to text me and are you doing okay? It's like, we haven't talked in six and a half years. Let's keep it that way. Let's make it seven. Seven years strong, baby. Seven year itch. And I don't have an itch to talk to you. And it's a... I, th- I think situations like this really expose that people that become the most hypersensitive about how people react to things are the exact people that want, that feel like just because they follow this basic quota in society we kind of accept as a standard of my condolences type of thing. One, it does absolutely fucking nothing. I've mentioned that before. But secondly... You really think that what you're doing is more the genuine way. But, I don't know. Uh, uh, oh, man. Black hole, sun. I hate driving so fucking much now. I'm not look. I'm not one of these people that criticize people on how they drive. I'm really not. Um. Oh, one thing I will say. I find it fascinating that people hold on to a way you were. Guys, this pause getting way too fucking like in depth and so introspective. It's like, eh, I think I'm just speaking. Speaking for the common. And I'm commonly a fucking idiot. Um, it's funny how when people want to hold... Uh, the thing about it is like when you meet someone at a younger age. Is that that first impression and how they first impressionalize you. That becomes a reference point to everything. So even when you have, as the ladies say, level up. When you have just leveled up in your life and you've done fine for yourself. Nothing fancy, but you know, I have a gaming chair <laughs> that squeaks. Kind of like a, kind of like a wheezy on Toy Story. <laughs> Buzz! Um, it's funny how like when you just like kind of do okay. They always want to like 
remind you like remember when you didn't have this remember this remember when you didn't have this it's like yeah and you know how long it's been since i haven't had that a long fucking time it's been longer that i've had that stuff than the time that you're referring when i didn't have it things change but it's weird how they always want like there's this weird like i always got to remind you and humble you of what you didn't have it's like, yeah, okay. And I, I do think that the, there's this thing, in, and I think, ah, Jesus, here we go, talking about Jada. Oh, Jada, oh, Jada. Um, I do think there are people out here, and I think it goes on both sides. This isn't just a woman-specific thing. But I think Jada is a prime recent example of someone who gets a kick out of trying to humble strip down and try to and and try to really in her situation she's just demasculating will at all chances like all the shit she's saying now like like jesus do you not get the fucking hint to just shut the fuck up i know it's not right to tell a woman to just shut the fuck up but in this case sometimes you should just shut the fuck up Sometimes people do way more talking than is necessary. You want to say, well, that's her truth. But you know, sometimes your truth is not always right. Sometimes your truth is misguided. Sometimes your truth has been tainted by your lack of truth, which is why you're in the situation of the truth. That's the thing about truth. Truth hurts. Okay, had to usher that one in there. Right, Lizzo? Let that one, uh... Damn, that's a double entendre. God damn it. Oh, baby. You remind me of a girl that I once got herpes from. <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but it's, a. There are always those people that like, remember when I did it? It's like, yeah, you know what? Do you remember the 85 things I did for you compared to the three? And it's like, oh, you didn't have this. Remember when you were a bum? It's like, I wasn't a bum. A, a bum is someone that doesn't even try to get the work. A bum is someone who makes excuses for why they don't have this and that. It's just like, yeah, this is my situation. And I... I'm doing everything I can with my situation and then some with extra sacrifice. That if you were in this situation, I don't feel you would have made those sacrifices. I don't think you would have gone the extra mile walking and made it happen. But there's always people that want to, it's like a way of grounding you. And I'm not even highly egotistical guy, but... When people want to try to humble me, I'll be like, oh, let's hold the phone now. I financed my car with a 6.8% APR loan. Yours is 12%, you cunt. Um, get your credit score up. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, kind of. But, <laughs> it's a fascinating thing. And, and there's always people out here that want to just remind you where you were. What you once were. And it's not even in a playful way, like, you know, like, you get, like, the term is negging when you try to basically just make someone, like, tear them down and break them down. And it's like, I I was just enjoying the Southwest Air Girls. You didn't have to criticize my hair loss. Um, <laughs> it's like, I'm just sitting there dipping my corn Southwest Air Girls in that zesty sauce. And she said, you know, your hairline's receding a little bit. And I'm like, huh. And uh, my interest in you is as well. Um, <laughs> but it's a, uh, and this conversation is not appetizing. Okay, Clint. But uh, there's a lot of bone left on this wing. Less. Ah, Jesus. Okay. But. It's always fascinating. Well, not fascinating, but I noticed that there seems to be more of a thing with that, and it seems to be more of a train thing, because it's a 
it's this thing where I got to find a way to make you remind you and humble you because you're not humble enough yourself because, you know, you completely just had Alzheimer's and just forgot the previous seven years of your life. But let me remind you. It's like, okay. And I think it's intimidating the people. I think it's because people think like they see you at a certain age and they make misconceptions because most people then that typical situation don't find a way out of it and they make excuses and they become kind of like a a slave to their own sympathy and when you're not and you have an ability to move on and realize not everything's that big of a deal and your reference point is that so even when stuff's not ideal at certain times you're like you know what I could be walking five miles to work and that shit really sucked really sucked on a highway nothing less um so a little reference point there um i don't know it just this isn't personal by any means but you know i i know so i i i see it enough like i i see it i i I have my ear in the zeitgeist i know what's going on out there i i know it's kind of a trick to kind of makes someone's self-value become insecure to themselves and it kind of festers into everything else they do and you can kind of start manipulating you just kind of start um ironically becoming something to someone else that you would not want if someone else was to you and i don't know and it kind of it kind of i it's stuff like that that kind of makes me a little bit more understanding of why people are apprehensive to accept generosity or apprehensive to let people assist or help them with things because all they do is just hold that shit onto you. And like, if you know what? Without me, if you didn't get this, you wouldn't be able to do that. It's like, all right, but I didn't make you. You did a kind thing for me. And I've done everything and then some to give it back. And there's... And then you can have the flip side. Where someone holds all that shit again. And they did absolutely nothing to help you out of that situation. But they always view you as that. And they always view you as someone that... Because I feel like when someone sees you in a less than desirable situation one time, they always feel you're susceptible to get back to that. Because we're all susceptible to repeat patterns, to repeat things that aren't good, that aren't uh, beneficial in the long term. And that we will always get in our own way. I feel like once someone sees you start at a certain point, they always feel like they're just waiting for you to get back to that, to kind of confirm of why they decide to not really want to be around you and why they decide to kind of leave you in different capacities. And then when, ironically, when they seem to be the one that have struggled with all the things that they said that you weren't and held against you, then all of a sudden they become more compassionate, then they become more humble, then they want to just, hey, miss you too. Um, it's like two, I never said to begin with, and they randomly just chime their way back into you. They're just like the hamburger because, uh, they're kind of weird because they don't eat fucking cheese on their burgers, which I think should be a crime. Um, yeah, <laughs> but dude, this pod's not even funny anymore. Last like eight episodes, I've not even tried to be funny. I'm not a funny guy. But, you know, I like to throw a little kick in the nuts there once in a while. My passion has completely left this pod. But we are going to go. And I just, uh, I guess the thing I'm worried about more than anything is that when, when does it change? Does it ever change? And some people will live their whole lives trying to prove someone wrong. We really should just 
not spend a single second worrying about what someone does or doesn't want with you in general. But some people, if someone breaks up with them or leaves them in a friendship or just kind of gradually exits out of their life without whatever, they will spend their whole, they will spend so long of time to convince themselves that, yeah, they made a mistake. It's like, you know what? They didn't. Because they saw you. And they made a decision for you. Made it easier for you saying, you know what? This isn't what I want. You're not what I want. Maybe they were wrong. But they're telling you. No matter what you do, I don't care. It's not, I don't care where you end up. I'm good without you. And that's fair. Everyone's entitled to what they want. Sometimes you're wrong. And the thing is in that, the second, you will, you, you could spend the next 12 years getting your bread, getting some head. And get mechanical pencils and writing with lead. Um, and I led that one astray. But uh, people will spend years and years of their life convincing someone. Trying to prove to themselves and show the other person in distinction. Like, hey, you made a mistake. Yeah, you see me now, bitch. When... The second you do that and acknowledge that a reason why you are where you are is giving that person credit, all you're doing is confirming exactly why they probably left you in the first place, why they probably want nothing to do with you. The fact that you give way too many fucks about what they think about you. I know that doesn't make sense, but it does, right? But more importantly... The second you give them that validation, like, you are the reason why I'm here. Even if it's out of anger, they're like, hmm. Then you know what? I'm glad to contribute to your success. And then someone takes a vast percentage of credit from you. Of something that they had literally nothing to do with. And you let them have that opportunity. And it drives people wild. It drives people crazy when you refuse to even give them the opportunity to take credit because they have nothing to do with it. It's like a, it's like that Drake line. Or is it Drake or is it Sam Hunt? It's like, just tell me that you feel something. Just don't say it's nothing because nothing lasts forever. And it's literally the idea of you don't want to feel like you left a nothing impression on someone. You would want someone to feel, you either want someone to feel anger and hate, or you want someone to feel love, admiration, and over the top. Or you will just rather someone flat out feel regret with you. But you don't want someone to feel nothing. Because the idea of nothing lasts forever. So I guess the moral of all that is, who gives a fuck of anything I just said? You know what? If you want to impress a girl, bend over, let her fuck you. Because you know what? If you if you want to give them any adulation of your credit that you worked for, that's on you. And you deserve to get fucked in the ass. And she deserves to take half your shit while you're shitting on her. Strap on that she... Match the size of her exes. Okay. <laughs> I say the most random shit. People probably think like 98% of this is real. Only 90. Um, <laughs> uh, I hate when people start conversations with you know, or when someone, before they ask a question, a rhetoric question to a question that they're about to ask you a question, like, I don't know how a fucking question works, so you gotta clarify and over 
dignify about the question you're about to ask. When someone asks, like, well, when someone makes a statement before a question, like, hey, can I be honest with you? It's like, you know, I'm not going to assume you're not being honest unless you say, I'm just kidding. Or unless you're just a bullshitter. When someone now, anytime someone says, can I be honest with you? I'm thinking, so what the fuck have the last, like, seven years of our life been? Three years? What has the last week, what has this last hour and a half conversation been? When you start a random question with, can I be honest? What has that past hour and a half with you been? But whatever. When someone's, you know, it's always it's always this thing where it's like, you know, I have to tell you. It's like, one, you don't. Um, when someone just wants to make, when people just want to make something, it's something about, uh, an emotion that doesn't have to be quantifiable. Can I be honest with you? Actually, no, you can't. Well, what if I were to tell you, no, you can't. Would you completely stop in your tracks? Like, oh shit, what do I do? Like, do what you've been doing the other 85% of the time we've been talking. Lie, baby. Lie. Because um, I'm at least a little bit more truthful. I only lie about 70% of the things I say. And uh, 70% of my measurements. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've never understood dudes that lie about their measurements from top to bottom. You do the math while I'm referring to. It's like, it's going to happen, man. Like... Especially the older you get, they they've seen they've seen variety. They they have the they have the team. They have the team snack bag of hey you get four bar you get four the Lay's fucking sampler twenty four pack of variety of chips, four Cool Ranch, three classic, four Sun Chips, Garden Salsa, three sour cream and onions, five Fritos. And like six honey twisted Fritos. It's like, you know, you know, so they always give you the most bags of shit that no one wants, like nacho cheese Doritos. First of all, there's not a difference between nacho cheese and spicy nacho. Just combine the fucking flavors and create new fucking flavors, Doritos. All right. Variety. Stop trying to be like Zaxby's and just stick with the same formula. Lay's, they'll have competitions where they have poles and they'll have like four different cheeseburger chips, some dill honey mustard with jalapeno popper cream cheese chips, like some weird shit like that. At least they're putting out shit. Yours over here, like, man, we'll have our same Zaxby's club meal. It's always between seven and eight bucks once every four years. You know, we'll put out a chicken parmesan sandwich because, you know, we're expressive. How hard is it to come out with new shit? It's really not. You have all the chicken there. Just order some different sauces, some different cheeses, and you got some new sandwiches. All right, Zaxby's, here's your marketing 101. But, by the way, fuck Panera Bread. 11 bucks for a chicken sandwich? Who the fuck do you think you are? Oh, we're Panera Bread. Yeah, whatever. Fuck you. Um, but yeah. They've seen it all. They've seen all variety. You might as well just tell them. And maybe if you lie, get in the room, and they're like, that's not what you told me. It's like, yeah, but you know. Got you hot and bothered, and now she's just bothered. And you're uh, feeling the heat. Okay. But, 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 but. And oh, there it was. <laughs> but, um, just stop lying. You know, it's not, uh, to me, if you were going to lie, lie when it's actually against you. Like, if she asks you, be honest with me, I'm not going to judge you on your past. But have you cheated on past girlfriends? Always say, yes, I have. Even if you've never even looked a girl in the eyes, including the girl you were with. Um, <laughs> brown eye girl. Um, just lie and say, absolutely, I have. Because, you know, it's better to work your way up 
and make her feel like, wow, it could happen to me, so I got to be on my game more. If you're a guy that never cheats on your girlfriend, there's never going to be any extra incentive to make sure she's on the ball with you. She, uh, as Drake would say, she got you in the pocket with all of the fiends. Too solid the stripes on the, my sneaks and tees. Okay. Now this just turned into a sponsor that I'm way underqualified for. But the point is, is that you gotta you gotta ramp it up. Yeah, you, you gotta let her know I will cheat on you. And that's okay. You'll cheat on me. And that's not okay. Alright? I don't make society rules. It is what it is. Um, But no, look, seriously. Just tell her, you know what? Think of me like a, uh, think of me like a bag of Lay's chips. It's going to be like 60% of the air and the 60% of the bag is air. That's what it's going to feel like when I'm inside of you. Tell me how I'm supposed to breathe with no air. Don't worry. You're going to have plenty of air down there. Um, <laughs> Jesus, like people listen to this podcast and think like I have a half an inch of a penis. As uh, J. Cole would say, always multiply by three. Um, <laughs> I think he was actually talking about ladies' numbers, ironically. So multiply by three. That's still not a good number in this in that case. Um <laughs> But, no, look. You know, maybe, maybe if you're, if you're, if you're one of those people that are so paranoid about your girl cheating on you, right? Maybe every time she leaves the house, you gotta put one of those cat cones on her. Yeah, look. You gotta put one of those cat cones, and when she goes on, oh, what's wrong? Be like, ah, you know, just get my spine aligned. If you get my drift. And I don't know if you're into that. But if you are. You can basically just treat her like a beer pong funnel. Just pour shit down in there. Huh, what are you going to do? You got to lick it baby. You got to lick it. Um, that got disgusting. But. It's like hey man. If she finds a way with the funnel on the chin. She was going to do it anyways. If he leaves the house. And you put some chastity belt. And he finds a way. He was gonna do it, and honestly, if you put those things on them, it's probably gonna make your partner want to do it more. I don't know. I'm unqualified to speak about that shit, but one thing I'm not unqualified to speak about is air in the chip bag. All right. I. Yeah. Look, there's too many chips. Like, I've gone down the chip aisle. No one's buying these fucking random-ass bullshit they make. These Cheetos-flavored asteroid shit. The popcorn Cheetos. First of all, let me just save y'all a couple bucks. The Cheetos popcorn jalapeno cheddar is the biggest fucking waste of money ever. The smart food white cheddar popcorn has more pop. Has more of a better texture than this bullshit. They just put some bland ass fucking barbecue random ass rub on there. Just like, yeah, throw it in the bag. We'll charge four bucks for it. But, I don't know. Ugh. Oh yeah, by the way, I fixed the mic stand. Going back to the beginning of the episode. I fixed the mic stand, so now the guests are coming, baby. I don't know if they're coming here. I'll probably have to bring it apart and actually travel to wherever they are. But hey, I put it together one time. It only took three fucking weeks. But it's cool. All that matters is it happens. Um, I find it funny... You know, I I've, I really have no interest in reading the news. I have completely checked out on any news, lighthearted news, serious news. 
Even though I do, I do like the episodes where I have like covered stories on Yahoo News, and I'll just kind of get my thoughts on them, like the twenty-six-year-old dude who died on uh, caffeine powder, eating two hundred cups of consuming two hundred cups of coffee. I still don't know how that's equivalent. I don't know how this dude whose job is to read nutritional facts and understand shit like that, who is giving advice to other people what to put into the body. Couldn't put together like, hey, this seems a little off. But hey, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot more to say. Um, let me see. What are what's I know I wrote something down because there was something I had an idea for. Do do do. Do you like your mom? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have anything a whole lot more to say. Uh, Just remember, I would like to say thank you guys for the support. I know the pods have been a little bit rough lately. I've been trying to set up. I might go back to sitting in the chair because I'm actually a little bit too relaxed where my mind isn't working the same. And I'm not, like, as engaged. But at the same time, I kind of like this. It goes by a little bit faster. It's better than my fucking chair. I know no one's listening at this point, and that's cool. I don't blame you. I don't even listen to me. Except when it comes to knock, knock, knocking on my rear axle's door. And that's a Jeep Renegade joke, because, boy, the axles are really kicking. Knock, knock, knocking on my axles door. Get it, Axel, Rose, Guns and Roses, Heaven's Door, My Door, Axles. Oh man, Clint Scott Bars. Um, uh, yeah. Do do. Again, I I feel like I need more problems. I I think honestly one of the biggest I know I feel like I end up gravitating towards the end of the pod of talking about why the pod hasn't been that amazing recently. I think it's just me being honest. See, can I be honest with you guys? It's like, oh, Clint, look at you being everything you hate. It's like, yes, I'm a human being. I am everything I hate. Um, I'm a contradicting piece of shit. Not really a piece of shit, but the worst part is I don't think. I do shitty things, but reality is I probably do a lot of annoying and shitty things. But at least I'm aware of the fact that I probably at least do some. I don't know what they always are, but I'm probably aware. Yeah, it's probably true. Um, that's why when someone criticizes me, I don't get mad when they criticize me. But what I do do is I tell them, you sure you want to go down this road? You know, I just got like 20 things for every three things you have for me. Because all I do is find the faults and get... I just decide not to use it against you and make you feel bad for it. You want to, it's funny how when you have, oh geez, I'm about to come off as an art. It's funny how the less actual faults you are, people want to actually focus on them and compound them for more than they actually are. But when someone has so many faults, it's almost like you rationalize so much and all these faults make them this open, vulnerable person. And they almost become too open. It's like, yeah, you know what? Being that open is cool, but I feel like being very open when you have a laundry list of preventable flaws that you've never taken a second to actually acknowledge or work on or try to better. I feel like it's just kind of like, well, I'm open about it, so it doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, look, just because you're open to the fact that you're a pedophile, that doesn't mean it's like, hey, what are you going to do? It. I told you who I was. It's like, yeah, you should still be in prison. Um, <laughs> no, but like, I my, my first thing when someone's always very open, unasked, and they're just open just to be open. As someone who has a podcast where sometimes he opens up his broken heart. And my first instinct is always, oh, this is, I, I know this is going to sound toxic as shit, but it feels like a defense mechanism to prevent uh, healing. 
That's what, fuck, it took me 59 minutes, almost an hour, to actually get to a core thing I wanted to talk about. I'll do it next episode, I'll even write it down in my notes. But I want to get into healing, because goddamn, I got a rant about you fucking people that want to stress about healing, oh healing, Charlemagne the God 2.0 is out here, you know, all you need is healing, healing is what you need. You know, without healing, we're just broken people. It's like, you know, the people that want to stress about healing and the people that are so outspoken about it are always the people that seems they're causing the most pain to people. So they convince them they need healing. And if you don't heal, that's a you problem. It's like, or you could have not beat my child, you know. (laughs) You could have not, you know, punched me in the face when I was six years old. You could have not, uh, but yeah, I, I got, I'm going to hold that for the next one. Healing, healing rant next episode there. I'll actually, I'll actually have something prepared for you guys next episode, but yeah, healing. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. People who always talk about healing, healing. It's like, I got a better idea. How about you stop doing shit and stop convincing people that they need healing when in reality you just need to prevent Better behaviors so people don't have to be in healing all the time. Therapies of ooh, ooh, okay. I'm gonna stop, Clint. Stop right there before you go too far. Because healing is a way you become a shooting, contradicting piece of shit. Okay, uh, that's episode 135, I think, of the Off and Beat podcast. Like, comment, subscribe, follow the pie, suck some titties, and Hopefully, I I bring I bring the boom. Here comes the boom next episode. All right, guys, have a great day. And this is a throwaway episode. I'll probably post back. Anytime I post back to back, just know the first episode sucked. So you guys are welcome. All right, guys, have a great one.